Welcome to this special Inside the Green Room social distancing edition. Um, <laughs> with Danny Green, I'm Harrison Sanford. I hope you guys uh, enjoy what we have in store for you. We have an interview with Serge Ibaka, Danny's former teammate, another former teammate, Rudy Gay, as well as Harrison Barnes from North Carolina, now with the Sacramento Kings, as well as Howard Beck from Bleacher Report, host of the Full 48 podcast, and Dr. Will Parham and Keon Dooling, both helping with the mental health and wellness program with the NBPA. But first, we got to start off with one of Danny's teammates, another starter, JaVel McGee. Danny, you got this. Yeah, man, appreciate you taking your time uh, out of your busy schedule uh, to show us some love, man. We appreciate you uh, coming on the show. For sure, for sure. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, man. We had, we had a long list of guests at Harrison. I didn't know we had that many people uh, yes, while we've been quarantined. Um, but I guess oh, the people want to know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> to start, I guess the people want to know what you've been doing with your time off while you've been uh, kicking in the house quarantine. Um, any new hobbies yeah. or habits that you picked up? I've been hanging out with my daughter. I've been uh, making music yeah. at the crib. Just making beats, making the dots. Uh, I've been reading and uh-huh. working out, of course, but that's it, man. Just not playing basketball, though. That's not fun. I hear that, man. I hear that. I figured you'd be in the studio at some point uh, reading books. Okay. Anything interesting that you've been, that you picked up yet? Um, right now I'm, I'm almost finished with, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad's, uh, I think it's like enhance your financial IQ or something like that. Okay. So, uh-huh. Trying to learn more about that money. <laughs> hey, Javel, quick question. I see you with the T-shirt on. Keep it real. Have you put on the jersey since the suspension? <laughs> I haven't put the jersey on, but I'm I'm having withdrawals. That's why I'm wearing the Lakers gear. <laughs> I mean, it's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> so you got? Do you have a bike at the house? Do you have like? I'm sure you got basketballs all over the place, but. Well, how are you – what are you doing to stay in somewhat rhythm, somewhat shape, uh, considering um, – I, I, So, I was this close to buying a bike before this, this whole pandemic happened, and I never got it. So, <laughs> I like, I'll go to the park because, obviously, there's nobody at the park. and just run around the park. It's in good condition. That's all I can really do. Some yeah. push-ups and, of course, all those, but, Yeah. Yeah, I spent a lot of my uh, time last night ordering a bunch of gym stuff that I didn't think I'd ever need. Um, you know, I got a crib. They're like, oh, you could make this into a gym. And I'm like, nah, the hell am I need that for? We, we got a gym we go to. You know what I'm saying? Times like this, yeah. you don't know, you know what I'm saying? You can't get to a damn gym, so you got to try to create one in your house, find some dumbbells that can change numbers, uh, find some flooring, a little mat, floor mat that you can find and figure out some some weighted stuff, some little bench, or you know, find a little. It's expensive, man. Bikes and treadmills, expensive as hell. I bought a little doggy treadmill a little while back for my little guy because he's kind of chunky, and uh, it's yeah. a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm like, all right, it's not too uh, bad. I think. obesity is real. <laughs> you know, it's a couple hundred bucks. I was like, you know, so the real, the big treadmill from humans shouldn't be that much more. Uh, boy, was I wrong. But uh, yeah, man, figuring it out, trying to find ways to stay in shape, lifting paint cans. You know, paint cans. We got some in the gar- in this garage down there. Somehow, somebody left the guy who fixed the house left some paint cans in there. You know, what I'm saying moving stuff around. That's part of the daily workout. 
you know, Javel, one of the hardest things, and we talked about this with Dr. Bopar, I mean, Keon Dueling, is finding uh, things to do with your time. I'm assuming one of those things is uh, teaching your daughter new, new things about history, what's going uh, on. School, homeschooling. So uh, first, before you go into detailing what you're doing with your daughter in terms of homeschooling, uh, now that you're experiencing it, how much do teachers deserve to get paid? <laughs> You gonna go find her. You gonna go find her. My Wi-Fi was acting crazy. Uh, his Wi-Fi was cutting out. You got me now. <laughs> so, was, right. What did you say? So I was saying, um, I'm sure now you're homeschooling your daughter, and I'm uh, sure you have to put it through a whole. This apocalypse is messing with my uh, Wi-Fi. You got me now. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. You good now? All good. Okay, so what's what's the homeschooling schedule like with your daughter, and how much uh, how much do teachers deserve to get paid now? <laughs> oh man, Te oh my goodness! I've never heard a human say ask me why eighty nine times in a day before in my life. Even <laughs> when you tell her, uh, why, why, why is the sky blue? Why? Oh, because the particles reflecting off the ocean or something. Why? It's like, I don't know how to explain this. It's, it's really a task, though. Like, kids that really need teachers, like, teachers are very important. And uh, a lot of uh, parents are realizing how much, um, how important, I have a new respect for, for teachers, even young ones of even teaching ABCs and, you know, two plus two, uh, figuring out the small stuff. But uh, so I'm lucky for me, I don't have any kids right now. They're just dogs, but I'm sure it's, a, it's entertaining and keeping your day very bright. Hey, Javel, we, I think we, did, did we ask Rudy this question? I think it was Rudy. What's the one thing, I know you're in quarantine. Yeah. But what's the one thing that you would break quarantine for? I'm not saying you should do it, but if you could, what are you breaking quarantine for? Um, a dinner with a human right next to me. <laughs> Maybe a group, you know, where we can high five and do regular things. <laughs> I hear that. It's so just isolation. This is this is not it at all. I think most guys at this point would escape for basketball, any type of basketball. Whether it's at the park, whether it's a five on five, from five on five action, or twenty one, twenty one for all we know. <laughs> if we can get a a half, we can go to twenty one for sure, and uh, get some you know some running. I think guys would escape for that. Uh, Javel, I'm sure you've been at the been at the house, and I'm sure you've watched a bunch of news. Uh, what have you? Uh, how, how have you been able to take in all the news, and what have you learned about what's been going on that's impacted you know the, the entire world? Um, I mean, I, I've, I've learned that, uh, the older generations are more affected. Um, but then I saw a report today that said younger, younger kids are getting just, just as, uh, the, the effects of the Corona are just as bad on them. Um, but also they were saying that it's a asymptomatic guys who have it and just doesn't show. So it's kind of weird just being around. You're like, really like anybody can have it. So I, I get what the social distancing is, is doing and what's the point of it. But man, it's, I never thought I would, like, this is a movie. Like, this is some, some Walking Dead type stuff. 
Yeah, and I don't think anybody in the world could ever predict this would ever happen, ever. That all, pretty much the whole world on the same page and shutting down everything. And now, state of California, we're really on shutdown. But, um, you know, so hopefully things get back up and running soon, I guess. I know we're all missing our normal lives, normal food, sit down restaurants with teammates, friends, family, and then sports, you know, just watching your normal everyday sports. So, uh, but this is day three for us, Val? Day no, it's two, way three. past three now. Yeah, it's got to be day three, right? Day three or four, I think. Mean. Yeah, so we started yeah. day, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is day three or so. Yeah. Javel, what do you uh... – you know, when you think about what happened with the suspension, it's unfortunate because you guys were hooping as a squad. One through, what, 15, I guess at this point. Uh, you guys, number one in the West, just came off a, a weekend of big wins against the Bucks, against the Clippers. Um, how, how, do, how are you now approaching getting back into the flow of things from a mental standpoint? Or have you totally distanced yourself from the NBA season? in terms of thinking about winning a championship and just kind of trying to take each day at, at a time? Because it's at this point, it looks very, very far away. Basically, are you on vacation right now or are you still locked in? <laughs> it's hard to be locked uh, in. I'm on, I'm on vacation, I'm not going to lie. I'm on <laughs> vacation. Just because I haven't, like, they're literally forcing us to not do nothing. So, like, I'm trying, <laughs> at least for this week, of quarantine, trying to take advantage of that to where, like, I really can just chill and do nothing. We don't have this opportunity ever in our lives. So, because we're working out every day, we're in the gym, we're traveling, we're just always doing something. So, um, this first week, I, I've decided I'm just going to relax and just do what I love or just do nothing at all and just enjoy it. Uh, because you never know. We, we, we have the vision of the future is going to be just more isolation. But what if they're like, oh, found a cure next week and the this, season this starts uh, in another week? We're going to be like, well, at least I got a week to work out. Uh, at least I wasn't just focused on another thing. I actually want to take this whole week and just relax and just enjoy just myself, I guess. Do you have any family members um, who are close to helping this pandemic, whether it's like a family member who works in hospitals, family member who works uh, potentially um, they're pretty much hospitals or any emergency type of services or anything of that nature or friends that work in that. In that I, you know, it's crazy. I don't, it's kind of, it's kind of weird that I don't have any family uh, who, who are like in the medical field or are, who are directly affected as in this is their job. Um, I have friends like nurses and things like that. And I've always just been shooting questions off of them. Like, so how are they preventing you guys from, from getting corona and things like that? So um, it's just in, it's interesting conversations just seeing it from the other, the other aspect. Uh, every nurse friend I talk to or every doctor friend I talk to, they're all for the social distancing. They understand what the curve is and how everything's going to happen if we really do isolate and how, how better it will be for at least us, everybody in the world. Um, on a lighter note, uh, before we wrap it up, Paul, um, we, uh, if we do extend into <laughs> late June before we start back up or July or whatever, or whatever it is, and you have plenty of time on your hands, is there any one thing that you would like to learn or pick up uh, during that time to take advantage of, whether it's instrument, whether it's a uh, language, um, any of the above? 
Um, I want to become a, a very good videos, video game streamer. Yeah, I don't know why. I like, that's like, a good I, space like, to be. I, I was thinking about it. It really made me think about it just because during the season, I would waste some time playing video game without the streaming live and actually getting paid for it and stuff. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, I've been wasting my time. I could have just been streaming like this whole time. You know what I'm saying? I've wasted my time anyway. Now I have all the time in the world. So I haven't played the video game. That I would learn to do. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think I haven't played. I haven't played video games consistently in like over 15 years. What? Yeah, bro. I haven't played video games in like since middle school, damn near. You, you, um, you 15 years? That's like Pac-Man or something. Wow! Like you haven't <laughs> yeah. even. I mean, we're in the new games. We're in our 30s, bro. So like over 15 years, we'd have been 15, 16. You know what I'm saying? Back then, so like I was before then. It had to be like damn near 20. What was your game? I was like, that one minute, I was like Dreamcast. Uh, I mean, I did Sega, I did Super Nintendo, I did all Mortal Kombat, but and then I got into, I branched into like the, the games where you had to figure out how to beat the levels, like Tomb Raider, Raider. yeah, like that. So um, I tried to get into Uncharted, but I just couldn't figure, I couldn't figure it out at one point. But it's been a long time, and and this is the time to figure it out and try to, you know, be a gamer. This uh, is it. That's this big. is the prime time. People are actually getting paid to do it, like millions of dollars. It's never too late, man. So I might have to pick that up, too. I might have to pick the video game. It's been a, a long time, so I picked up the remotes, the controllers, but I uh, might have to do it, bro. There's, there's a whole bunch of hobbies that everybody can pick up. Javel, I know you said you make beats, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You got a beat. You produce, it's, a, it's a difference than producing and making beats. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Touche. Educate him. Educate him. <laughs> Educate me. <laughs> well, you got any, if, you know, Danny said he was going to pick up um, a rap career, so he might freestyle if you got, uh, if you got something for him, got some heat for him. <laughs> what's, Danny's, what's Danny's rap name? Man, Green Ranger, bro. Yeah, you know. Is it just DG? <laughs> Is it just DG? We might go out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Green Ranger. I'm sticking with the IG name, bro. Green Ranger might be it. But I'm not rapping, so I don't know where he Green I said I would make beats before I start rapping or anything, or try to DJ or something. But that's right. that's exactly how I feel. I would make beats before I start rapping. Yeah. Well, maybe we could, maybe maybe you guys can collab on a beat or produce a track that's welcome back to the NBA. Hopefully, that happens soon enough. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully, I'm gonna, write, I'm, gonna write a, I'm gonna write a diss track to Corona. <laughs> Hopefully NBA's back before we do that collab, you know, because if we get to that point, then it means the world's coming to an end, bro. Let's do it. Durag Surge, trying to get the waves in. I see you, bro. Bro, I'm going to try, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to, you know, to keep up with you guys, man. Let me, let me see your hair right now. Man, look. I mean, yeah, I love the about you. Days ago. Give me, give me uh, three more weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we catch you. <laughs> my fro, the my fro Susie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, three more weeks, I will catch Danny. <laughs> Harrison, right, you opening you got, up or what's going you got, on? You got first question, brother. We already starting. Yeah, we've been we've been recording. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, welcome to the show. First off, from uh, first and foremost, appreciate you taking the time, Serge, my Fuzzy man, original uh, man, hundred percent pure for the motherland. Mm. Me subject class, my Fuzzy style. Pure. I do R. Pure. 
from the yes, motherland. Yes, sir. 100% pure. Uh, we've seen you've been busy lately in the household. Uh, yeah, have to, bro. Entertaining the fans, telling us your new hobbies you picked up. I see you washing dishes <laughs> and up and down the hallways. Give us insight on how uh, – was it day eight for you, quarantined? Yeah, I think day eight or nine, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, I'm sa- I'm starting to get getting to used to man. Yeah, you know, first couple of days it was kind of hard, mm-hmm. but now I'm I'm getting used to now, you know. And uh, I feel like the, my days will be going, you know, passing fast. Just wake up, and walk out, and make some food, and uh, you know, that's it. So you cooking yourself? You cooking? Cooking? I'm yeah, I mix it up. Sometimes I cook myself for myself. Sometimes I order food. So. Have you found out some other recipes besides animal heads and, you know, cow balls? You found some normal foods to cook? You know how to get that? that yeah, I cook, when, I'm, when I'm home, I cook normal food, man. That's, that's just for the show, man. Okay. You know, when I'm home, I, I try to cook normal food. Okay. You know, like you know, one thing I like to eat. Just make it short, man, because that's how the virus started with the animals. We can stay away from them. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We go to conspiracy theories. Yeah, go ahead, Move yeah. forward. You know, Serge, uh, I know Danny and I really want to come to Toronto. You know, the one thing that's going to be unfortunate, obviously health is the most important concern. But Danny, it looks like Danny's going to miss out on rain night. Did you start thinking about what was going to happen that night and, and, and just the, the missed opportunity there? You know, actually, like, how, after our uh, last game in Utah, right? So when we came back, you know, personally, I was so tired because we, we came from back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I was uh, like very hurt. My body was sore. It was sore everywhere. My knee, especially. And I don't, I don't remember if you watched, you saw the game. I, I fell like twice and, uh, during the game, so it was pretty hard uh, fall. And um, and then so when we came, when we came back to Toronto, I wasn't really focused. I wasn't really thinking about the next game. I was like, man, I, I need my recovery. Like I had to take two day off mm-hmm. before you know. I start speaking about the next game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then before, before, you, before you know, that. yeah, and then before you know, it's like, yeah, you have to go get, they, you got called from, you know, the team, like you get tested about the virus and, uh, you know, who did this guy? He just tests positive. So I said, like, oh, wow, everything changed, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I already said mentally for you, and I, I think I spoke to you after that Utah game because I talked to OG who yeah. got into it, Rudy, that day. And he put you on the phone. And I was checking in with y'all. It was crazy how fast it just happened because I was just talking I know, to you I know. I, I, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. I, I was, was just talking play. to you guys. And yeah. um, like I said, we were already planning a ring night of coming there. We were doing a dual live pod when we came there. And now we had to postpone, cancel it. So we might not even get that opportunity to do that. Um, but uh, – yeah, man, uh, I was looking forward to it in my mind. I was already thinking of that, that game coming back to see how it would be. I know I'd see you guys being in Toronto, having my family and friends there. Um, so it was definitely an experience I was looking forward to now that it may not happen. Uh, kind of sucks. And I have seen the ring. Uh, actually said, he actually sent me a picture of the new ring compared to the San Antonio ring. Um, and it was kind of uh, – it looked crazy how big it was. Because uh, I don't want to show you. Yeah, you we, need you it, we need to see it, bro. We need to see the hardware, bro. Because I haven't, I'm just waiting for Wait, wait. Give okay, me give me one second. I'm going to find it, all right? Give me all one right. second. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, I was already uh, planning and looking forward to 
you know, having that night. I so said my family was already planning trips, you know, you know, Blair, she was already planning her, her flight to Toronto, my pops, everybody was trying to get tickets situated. Um, even though it was kind of early, but we still had like another, you know, week or two. It was only, you know, two weeks out maybe. But everybody's planning their trips. All my New York homies like, yo, we want to be there. We want to be there. I'm like, y'all better figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not getting everybody's tickets. I'm not taking care of everybody's hotels. That they were going to get Airbnb. And they thinking it was a uh, party time. So, uh, you know, they're going to have their, they're gonna have their fun when they're out there because we would have been there for a couple of days. Oh, there he is. Back he is the, the big boy. Ooh. Uh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. It's like the uh, the – Heart of the Ocean of Rings, right there. Um, yeah, that's, like that's one of a kind. Big ass dime, big ass shiny. Hey, sir, where, where's the case? With the red diamonds. The, the case is too big, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the case what's, is too big. What do you have on the inside? Yeah, what is uh, it? Inside, uh, inside, I have the, uh, I have the uh, Africa, the Africa map. Ah, okay. Yeah, I have okay. Africa map inside. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it said uh, championship of the dates, everything. Mm. And then on the, on the side, I have uh, my last name of my number, like you can see. Yeah. Man, you know, man. Yeah. You it's guys, bro. You guys were playing. I've, it's been, I've been very proud to watch you guys. Very happy watching you guys. You guys have been balling, bro. They just released, before you, they just released the Bleacher Report segment and to clear things up, I want you guys to feel a certain way. I did mention the Toronto Raptors as one of the teams coming out of the – like a possibility coming out of the East. They kind of cut it because they had mentioned – they said I mentioned because they wanted the Boston Lakers rivalry. They wanted to focus on that mostly. But yeah. I, I mentioned Philly. I mentioned when they're healthy, and I mentioned Boston. And, so and you, I, didn't, you, didn't mention, you didn't mention uh, the Raptors? I did mention the Raptors. <laughs> I, mentioned, I, mentioned, I mentioned the Raptors. I did mention the Raptors, but they didn't – I guess they, they cut that clip. But I want you to – I didn't cut – no, no, no. I mentioned no, no. it. You didn't cut the ball. I mentioned you, 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 it. I did mention it. They cut the clip, but yeah, go ahead, Harrison. Before you they say they've been hooping, they've been balling. So we've been proud of y'all. Yeah, I mean, I've been killing it this year. But go ahead, Harrison. They've been hooping. They've been balling. And Serge, if you manage to win number two, you know what you got to put on the inside. And I'm surprised you're not wearing it. You got to put a scarf on the inside. <laughs> oh, you know what? You say, I, I never I think about it. Now you know. Now, I'm surprised you don't got one on in the crib, just chilling with the scarf on. Yeah, man, I'm surprised you don't have a scarf on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a scarf. My scarf is here right now. One second. Let me show you my scarf. <laughs> you, you know, I'm bo I'm boring, so I'm gonna show you. Hey, everything. if you if you ever get another ring, bro, on the inside, you got to put "I do art." That's it. That's all. Oh you yeah, that's it, huh? That's your that's favorite line. That's the best line of your career, bro. I don't I don't do fashion. I do art. Yeah, you 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 know you know how I do it, Danny. You know how I do it. <laughs> Sir, Danny, I, Danny, I know you like you like fashion. Why do you do fashion? I'm into it, man. I mean, out here in LA, you know, we were adapting, adjusting to. But mind you, we get sunny days every day, so um, we can wear a lot of different variety of things. Uh, but yeah, man, some people put me onto different brands, different fashions, and yeah, you know, I'm into. I follow the fashions and just trying to keep up with you, man. I'm following your lead, bro, in the in the art, uh, <laughs> the art category. You know, Serge, I read um, that Slam article that just recently came out. And you know, we'll talk about basketball just for a little bit here. It said, I think in the article you were quoted saying, this is one of the best seasons you've had in your career. This is the best that you felt because the guys on the team and your comfort level, and they're letting you do a lot more offensively. You know, were you hurt or, or what were your emotions when you had to find out that the season that you're having had to be suspended personally well, for you as a player? Well, I know, you know, like, uh, 
you know, actually when I, when I heard about the, you know, the news, you know, I, I thought maybe like, you know, maybe just for a couple of days, you know, you know, uh, because, you know, they would try to make sure everything cooled cool down a little bit. And I didn't really think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be for that, for this long. You know what I mean, like going forward. And I also, you know, and I was, you know, it was kind of, I was, I was kind of, you know, a little, I felt some type of way a little bit. And especially the way we be playing, you know, and uh, it's, it's, you know, we be playing so good. And, uh, you know, I be having so much fun playing with those guys out there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a little disappointing when I heard the news. But then, you know, you know, you know, later I start thinking about, you know, I felt like, you know, I think it was the best decision, you know, the league could do because, you know, from that decision, you know, it's going to help a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I feel like it was the best decision for, for everybody, players, you know, fans, you know, staff, coaches of their families, you know. Yeah. Um, I know you're very close to back home in Congo and always giving back and trying to find ways to take care of those people and your family and friends there. Um, how badly have they been affected? How, how have you been in touch with them and communicating and how have you been able to help them? Um, how many cases are out there currently do you know of or what, what information are they giving you from back home in Congo and of course your second home Spain um, give us some updates on both those cities uh, you, um, one thing about you know Rome and Congo and uh, well, first of all I only I only heard one uh, one person had okay you know back home that's the only news I heard and uh, and actually the person came a he came from France, okay. you know, so from Europe, then and that's, that's how the person had it. And then, so, so far, only one person to her, but, you know, I had to, I, you know, I'd be calling my family every day to make sure they're good, you know, and then try, try to give them advice because sometimes, you know, you know, it's like, you know, back home, like one of my cousins, I want to talk to, I want to talk to, I want to talk with one of my cousins. And um, I said, you know, I'm, I, we was on the phone, so I'm trying to give him some advice. And he said, no, we're good. You know, in Africa here, we don't, you know, we don't get that. Or that. I said, no, it's not true. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people will be thinking, like, if you're black or if you're from Africa, you don't want to get it. No, it's not true. You know, that virus can get anybody. If you don't protect yourself, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, you can get, if you don't take your family, you can get anybody. You know, so what I've been doing is that maybe they just, to, you know, to make sure they're good to make sure they understand that this virus is serious. You know, it's no matter if you come from Congo or if you live, uh, um, in, I don't know where in Miami, because they, they say, I heard what they say, they heard they say, if you live in one place, you're not going to catch it. No, it's not true, you know? So, and that's what I'll be doing so far, you know, just to make sure like they understand. And, uh, you know, they have to take care of their bodies, they have to take care of themselves. And, uh, yeah. Just the awareness of everybody there. The awareness, like, yes. The awareness is the portal. That, you know, you know black, and, uh, also, can catch it. And it's not just these places and it's not just cold areas. It's everywhere people can get it. Exactly. So, you know, so kind and of... also, one thing about, you know, one thing I was, I was just worried about back home is like, you know, where I come from, like some people can have, can be sick, someone can be sick. Mm -hmm. They're not going to go in the hospital. They're going to go on the street. They're going to buy some pills and take it. Right, and uh, that's the dangerous part because sometimes you don't know. 
mm-hmm. right? You don't know what you, what you have yet to go to hospital. So, and uh, that's that's was a little bit of my concern, a little bit about uh, these situations. But so far, I only heard one person, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, people can be, you know, people can stay, be safe out there, and uh, see how things going. Serge, I think, you know, obviously we're excited to see you back on the court, but more than anything, and as you alluded to, well wishes to you, yours, your teammates, family, Canada. Yeah, man. We appreciate you taking the time, bro, and uh, chopping up with us during your busy times of washing dishes and running running the hallways on some Tom Cruise uh, risky business stuff. Uh, Hey, Serge, Serge, what's what's the one skill that you are going to learn before you before this quarantine is over, or that everybody. Uh, I think the one skills I'm gonna learn before this is over is uh. I think uh, instruments, another language, reading. How many push-ups puzzles. you get? How many push-ups you get in a day, Serge? I mean, reading. I be reading every day, so I, I always be. I always read, so. Uh-huh. You, Danny, you used to sit with me on the plan, so you see, you saw me a couple of books sure, a couple of times. Sure. Any so, you know, I was reading. Text. I was reading because I think, you know, reading is good. Mm-hmm. I think just, uh, you know, like, this one of the skills I just learned about myself is that to be a self-control of myself, right? It's like, they say, they go, they go out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, don't do nothing. Stay by yourself at the home. You learning know? to, learning to be isolated. Learning to be so by I'm yourself. learning to be, you know, to control myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's important. Sometimes we don't know until when the situation comes. Like, you know, I, 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 could be out there, I could be out here and try to sneak, go out later at night, or, you know, whatever. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm staying inside. And uh, that, you, that's, you, have to, you have to be strong mental. Yeah, right? You have to be strong mental. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, you see, try to do all the things I'm, you're doing, I'm doing here, you know, and uh, not try to worry too much. You know, that's the skills. So it takes take skills. Why right? a lot of people, they cannot do it. If I remember, do you have any Do you have a piano in your house? No, I, no, I don't have an instrument here. In my oh, house. Okay, no instrument. I have karaoke, though. Karaoke. I sing. You know, I'm a singer too. You yes, know that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we do. We do remixes. We do remember that. So you work. Yeah, I, I love. I love doing a lot of remixes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Serge, we, I appreciate you. I think the first time, um, my man, we went. Damn, what was that? We did a uh, How Hungry Are You? At, at, how got, Hungry Are You? Yeah. How Hungry Are You? Now we got to do the fashion. We got to do the fashion show. We got to. Yeah. Got to get my big scarf energy up. Uh, get my artwork right. Make sure my art is on point, and uh, jump on on Serge's show, man. We appreciate the time, man. Um, yes, sir. See you soon. Hopefully, we get that ring night that um that I was promised. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, hey, bro, listen, listen. The ring is gonna go nowhere, bro. If it's I not know. this year, next year. For the sure. Most important, it's health, bro. For, for sure. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry. The ring is gonna go nowhere. All right. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> the longest defending champions in the history of the NBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, enjoy your night, man. I know you're three Thanks, hours behind. Thank you, guys. Have some fun, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Back with more Inside the Green Room Hangout Sessions. Uh, we've had Serge Ibaka on. Uh, and now one of our former guests that we've met in San Antonio, Danny, used to play with them. I think, Danny, what you would refer to this as, Puma Gang? Is yes, that sir. Okay. <laughs> Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay is not in the building, but in his own home. But 
Yeah. He joins us. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Hanging in there, man. Trying to keep sane. Yeah, we appreciate That's you taking all. the time, my dog. Appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule. Man, <laughs> that <one> time. <laughs> now that we're quarantined up, uh, but take us through, uh, you know, we're doing the daily routine check-ins with most guys of your daily uh, habits now, uh, uh-huh. you, what you was doing when you got the news and what was the stop, steps and process that the team made you do uh, when you got the news? Man, um, when I got the news, I was driving. Um, I first heard that Rudy Gobert had the, had the um, virus. And then uh, after that, I saw them take everybody off the court, like just, you know, in the game. And I was like, damn, okay, that's crazy. That's one crazy thing. Yeah. And then like an hour later, it was like, man, they suspend the whole season. I was like, no, nah, that's really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it was just weird, man, because we had the game the next day. I still really didn't believe it. I was going to show up to the shoot around. So, <laughs> it's like, man, we, ain't never, we ain't never been, we ain't never had nothing, nothing like this happen. So, you was like prepared to still go in and be like, all right. I was prepared to do something. I yeah, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, your daily habits, habitual routine. Yeah. It's just, all right, we're going to get up and still do whatever. Then from there, you go to, then you go thinking, when the last time you played the Jazz? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you know, you just you, the, the hamsters start going on the wheel. You start thinking, <laughs> now, now it's getting crazy. <laughs> uh, did the team call you and like notify you like this is what we're gonna do and this is what y'all need to do next? Nah, I mean we got we got a little app. I don't think anybody really took it seriously at first. It was like, okay, well, you know, let's see how this goes. But you know, we got the app said, okay, tomorrow shoot around is canceled or whatever. So. Then, you know, you hear the games canceled. You're like, damn. Games canceled? You know, the NBA ain't messing out no money. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was like, uh, it was just wild. It was wild. Uh-huh. So then after that, they said, um, they gave you the text. Then they said, all right, this is what we're going to do. You guys, they didn't say, if you, did they say, give you options? We have tests for you if you want to come in and get tested. No, no. Um, you know, we didn't get that into it until we found out Brooklyn had it because we had just played them. Okay. Um, we had just played them and then, you know, the option to get the test was there. But then, you know, we were outside of the bubble at that point. So I still have I still haven't been tested. It still sounds weird saying I'm getting tested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not something we would just be talking about. Right <laughs> <laughs> it does sound it sounds wild. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's and the way it's being handled is it, it's handled being handled very wild. Yeah. Um, so uh, and they just said, you know, this is the proper steps. You guys need to be quarantined for two weeks, uh, just what? regardless of the fact of test or no test, positive or negative. We the only way to let it pass is to be stuck in the house for two weeks. Well, yeah, you know, in San Antonio, a couple of weeks ago, like maybe maybe a month ago, the lady had, had escaped quarantine and went to the mall. And I kind of saw how they handled that. They shut the mall down, deep cleaned, and everything. And I, I, that at that point, I realized how how serious it was. So wow. she escaped you know, they, quarantine and was in the mall. Went and to Smoothie King. Shut down the mall. Clean, clean, the mall Smoothie. Went to Smoothie King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so here's, oh, I got a question then. As we keep it lighthearted, uh, Danny, what's the one thing you'd escape quarantine for? Oh man. Um, that's a good question. So uh, I was recently, you know, the funny memes we throw up in the group chat um, and Instagram links. 
there was one that was that had me it had me cracking up, which wasn't funny at the time. Um, but when Isaiah Thomas uh, got into it with the fan over the frosty, <laughs> and they just cut the clip of of him saying, you know, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty and, uh, <laughs> at the top. <laughs> at the top. <laughs> You know, when you uh, your reason for escaping corn, something like that, escaping yeah. quarantine. I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. So I was, I was dying. So I think a frost breakfast, obviously pancakes, you know, I love my pancakes and right. breakfast. So escaping to a, a, you know, my local pancake house would be one, or a, a frosty from one of the fast food places might be a dessert. <laughs> no, I, ain't not, or something. I ain't left no fast food place right now. <laughs> like a, a dessert or something. Just a frosty, yeah. frosty from fast food places. Yeah. Uh, okay, if you say so. <laughs> what, are you what are you escaping quarantine for, Rudy? What am I escaping quarantine for? It depends on who quarantine with me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if I'm by myself, there's a lot of things I escape for. <laughs> so who you, who are you quarantined with right now? I got the fan with me. Got luckily I have my fan. And honestly, I have my trainer here. So we've been working out every day, doing home workouts. And it was crazy because he was here before any of this happened. So, you know, he was actually in a hotel. I told him, look, don't be coming back and forth to my house, being in that hotel, come back over here, bring me them germs. So I said, you got to stay here, wash your clothes, and we just going to work out every day. We've done that. That's good. That's dope. That's good. Um, So how many times you get – what type of workouts are you getting? Obviously, it's different. Working out at the gym, but, like – Yeah, I mean, I have – I have certain, I have, um, you know, some, some equipment here, um, you know, some weights and, you know, some bands and, you know, some blocks and stuff. You know, we got to get real creative doing some sprints, but I also have a Peloton. So, you know, I get it in, I get it in with the Peloton. You got to get one of those, Dan. For sure. Peloton? Or the, or the bike where you can look at the, okay. Yeah, man, you got to get that, <laughs> Got you, for sure. I'm going to look into it. Uh, any new hobbies? Any new, you pick up a, a new language, play some instruments? In the studio, uh, making music. What you got going on, bro? Nah, nothing. Actually, I just been catching up on on my on my shows. Yes. I watched the Evolution of Hip Hop, which I've been every <coughs> night. It's been like a, it's been like a, you know, it's been like the thing I look forward to all day. Um, okay. What else have I done? Um, really, nothing, man. You got two you little boys with you. Yeah, you got your sons. You got your kids. Been yeah, like, I got two little. Boys? Are you teaching? Are you teaching at home? I mean, luckily it's kindergarten, so I can I, yeah I can keep up with them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, easy I, plus and minuses and yeah, color this, like color this, the color whatever. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Just tell them to stay within the lines. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to read books. I have look at all these books I have right here. Oh, okay. Put <laughs> the glasses on top. But I can't I can't get into them because yeah. you know, when you got them, you can't you can't have two minutes to yourself. Yeah, and the TV shows. I've been catching on TV series, too. Man. man, I respect every kindergarten teacher out there, man. I respect <laughs> them all. I respect them, man. I got so much respect for them. Give me the moment where you were like, oh, man, this is this is going to be tougher than I thought. Um, I bought my son a, a video game before um, before all this happened. And... um. You know, obviously he's home all day, and um, and what the one thing with me, you know, I, I, we all play video games, but mm-hmm. I want my son just sitting by the the, the video game all day, <laughs> and he will he will do it though. That's the thing, he'll do it. 
So all day he's asking me to play a video game, video game, video game. No, no, no. <laughs> I give him, I give him his little thirty minutes of playing it, and then he's done. And then the, for the rest of the day, he still asks me to play the game. I'm no, no, no. I'm honestly about to throw frisbee the video game. <laughs> Man, I'm about to might have to extend that. You might have to give him like an hour a day, hour a night. Man, we'll see. You, you know what I'm saying? Leave you alone a little more. I don't know. Maybe I could read my book. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Rudy, a quick basketball question real quick. Um, what are your expectations? I know, obviously, everything depends on how uh, the country is able to handle this pandemic. But what are your what are your expectations for getting the season back rolling? Do you anticipate? Are you preparing that there will be uh, a regular season because obviously you guys are one of three or four teams that are chasing for that eight seed. Are you still right. mindset that the playoff chase is on? I mean, yeah, you gotta be. I feel like everybody, everybody. Uh, I mean, we it's so so little information. I actually texted somebody from the NBA. It was like, man, should I still be? Working out this hard because I, I can use a break. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> if we ain't if we ain't about to play, man, let me know because I'm working too hard over here. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to be optimistic and be ready for whatever. But you know, it ain't hurt me. Okay. Cool. DJ, anything else, man? We'll let this nah, man. man. So we're, all hoping, we're, all, we're all hoping for the best, man, and preparing for the worst. I think we always hoping for. We we're still working out, so we was working out too, as if we were gonna be back like in a month. Right. Uh, it doesn't seem that, but that's a hopeful. Um, the worst, you know, three months, um, hopefully somewhere in between or sooner. Uh, but, you know, take time. Take your time at vacay after your two weeks of quarantine. Enjoy your family. Family time. Oh, man. I know we can, everybody's itching to get back to the normal. Uh, normal life, man. Normal life for us, and that's just playing again. And with fans, without fans, I think we'll just be excited to be back on the floor again. So For sure. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time, my dog. Man, you Coming already know. Late to the life of Rudy at the crib <laughs> during quarantine, man. Um, I'm out here. Enjoy, enjoy the family, man. Uh, keep me updated. What's going on, man? Hopefully, I get a chance to check you soon. Man, hit me um, anytime. I ain't yeah. doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing nothing, bro. <laughs> so yeah, we appreciate you, bro. If you pick up a new hobby, let us know, man. If you DJing or making music or a new instrument, that's um, a good one. All right, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that's a good thing. You kill time. We have a lot of idle time right now. And right. if you got any new shows, man, let me know some suggestions. So, All right, I'll let you know. I'll text you. Know, snowfall heavy right now. So, Oh, yeah, I finished that. But, yeah, you got it. New yeah. season coming soon, so we'll be checking it out. It needs to come out now. It needs to, right? Franklin yeah. Saint, man. Yeah. Just like that Jordan documentary. That needs to come out ASAP. That, too. Hey, wait, that too. I, I need, all- need to drop, man. Yeah, but, uh, that, too. Enjoy your time with the fam, man. We know you're a couple hours ahead of us. Um, yeah, we know. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you soon, man. And, uh, All right, bro. Stay safe. All right, All right y'all. Appreciate it. All right, man. Welcome back to Inside the Green Room, a special hangout edition. If you're watching, Danny just munched on some pizza. I don't know what that was. Yes, uh, sir. I'm staying hydrated, bro. You're not going to be able to see Harrison Barnes. And Harrison Barnes, uh, the Kings forward, who I have beef with, which we'll get to later on, is actually on the line with us as well. You won't see him because apparently – Welcome to the show, bro. Still working with you, Taking your time. Sorry. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Harrison has decided not to show you uh, the the haircut, um, the face. (laughs) 
he's not gonna bust out just yet. He'll wait back to playing. Um, but he's still holding strong with the the no haircut till they get to five hundred uh, theme. So I love the I love the commitment. I love the dedication, man. Please tell us how that came about. Man, um, so we were we were twelve and fifteen. We were on a road trip, and guys, you know, momentum was good. And guys were like, "Yo, we got a barber in Indiana," and I was like, "Nah, you know, I'm not getting a cut till we get to five hundred. They're like, "Nah, you not? No way, you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, we three games under at the time." <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had Indiana, Memphis, and Houston. Right, it's gonna be a hard three game trip, but you know, I I believed in us that we could do it. Mm-hmm. And then when I said that, that's when things just went south. You know, we lost eight <laughs> straight. You know what I'm saying? Things got a little <laughs> dicey. But, you know, we started to play well for this, you know, hiatus. So, depending on what the NBA decides to do, hopefully we'll have enough games to even get there. But as long <laughs> as we're playing again, that's, that's all that matters. So, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. Can you – were you getting the beard shaped up? Were you getting it, like, you know, touched up? You know, like, if you're growing it out, you're growing it out, that's cool. But, like, are you actually, like, keeping it within, like, the hairlines and all of that? Nah, so like I said, I mean, I just had a tremendous amount of confidence in my squad that I was like, no, I'm not getting no lineup because I didn't think it was going to be that long. <laughs> I'm not getting the losses lined up. No Clippers ch- touches the face uh, or the hair. Nothing. The whiskers are out, man. <laughs> so um, obviously now with the NBA, itchy, is it get like itchy, crazy? Is it really missing? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely had to get some beard balm, uh, some beard oil. You know, a little one of the little cones. I mean, I had I had to start getting all that stuff. I don't know how your relationship is with James Harden, but you ever talked to James about about how he's maintained his? Nah, he he's on a little different level in terms of <laughs> in terms of how far. I still I'm still a little patchy, so I still got a ways to go before I get to that point. Um. So obviously, the with this season being suspended now, you've had the beard for a lot longer. Um. Can you take Danny and I and just people who are listening, watching? You know they can't see your face. <laughs> but how, how you've been able to process everything that's happened over the past week or so? Yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, when you look at the NBA family, I mean, guys who, you know, you play against guys who you know personally, um, being touched and affected by it, you know, you kind of just, you know, we talk about things that are bigger than basketball. So I think uh, first and foremost, you know, taking the time to educate yourself, um, do what's, you know, in our power um, to help flatten the curve. I mean, that, that's been the biggest thing. But also just taking this time, you know, to be at home, try different things, um, whether it's, you know, for me, it's, you know, trying to cook a little bit with my wife or trying to, you know, get into a book or, you know, just do different things, catch up with different people that I haven't had time to do, you know, when you're just in the, in the grind, uh, especially in the second half of the season. Um. Yes, take us also take us through uh, the process of where you were when you heard the news. I don't know if you um, said the, the process of the team contacting you, letting you know if you were able to get tested or not, if you have gotten tested, and, you know, have you been quarantined and how many days are you in right now? Yeah, so, I mean, we when we got the news about the hiatus, we were actually on the court. You know, we thought we were going to play the Pelicans. Um, yes. Yeah, I did. So that was that was kind of crazy. And then uh, we came in for a team meeting, probably like two days after that. 
you know, talk with the doctor at the, at the group meeting. Um, then we had individual workouts, like one person in the gym, one person in the weight room for like a couple of days. And then obviously the governor just put out, you know, that release that, you know, everyone in California has got to stay home. So uh, we haven't been tested yet um, as a team, but hopefully uh, another team is working on trying to, you know, facilitate that for us. You know, just so we have more information. Uh, Harrison, I know you, you know, there is a time in your career where you were uh, heavily involved, not just, you've always been involved in the community, but learning about politics. And obviously this time right now, uh, learning uh, and deciphering the, the proper protocols for things of this nature. I'm sure you've been watching your fair share of news. Uh, what have you learned about just uh, the communities and what have you learned about the policies that can go forth? Or are, there, are there things that you wanna see going forth, not just to help this pandemic, but to help society in general going forward past this when we eventually get past it? I think the, the biggest thing that, that comes to mind is uh, you know, our, our preparation for crisis, um, you know, kind of just seeing the log jams that we're having and, you know, supplies, uh, whether it's grocery stores, whether it's hospitals, you know, being able to facilitate those needs. You know, when we're talking about potentially hotels, you know, having to be converted into hospitals for extra bed space, you know, that just shows that, you know, for all of the great things that we're able to do in this country, uh, there are some basic basic needs that need to be met, you know what I'm saying, just to serve the people that need it most, you know, running out of ventilators, things like that. So um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned and noticed at this point in time is as we feel like, you know, as a nation, we're trying to play catch up to this. Maybe we didn't take it as seriously or you know, maybe we didn't do the proper things three weeks ago. But now that we're here, you know, moving forward, I think that being prepared um, for you know, pandemics of this scale have to be, you know, something that's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, nobody really took it seriously until it was, you know, started cancellation of sports. And everybody's like, all right, this has got to be something real serious. Um, but it sucks that it has to happen that way for people to take certain things the, the right way. Um, but with the time that you have now, uh, I guess, give us some of the you know, more lighthearted note. Uh, some of the new hobbies you picked up, some of the things that you might be doing uh, around the house, um, maybe even outside of the house, uh, what you have time for now. Uh, let the fans, let the people know since we can't see. Uh, maybe you should, might become a, a barber one. You never know, but so to let us know what you got. <laughs> 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 Please, bro. Man, man if, I, if I became a barber, I, that means I'm going to have lost feet. You know, you <laughs> Yeah, no, um, you know, my wife and I, we got a puppy, uh, Golden Doodle. Ah, so it's the best time to have time. a best time to have a new pet, I guess, right? Double train them. Absolutely. So definitely been, you know, trying to get her into shape and, and teach her a few commands. Um, been reading a book called Factfulness uh -huh. uh, before this pandemic, but it just kind of gives a view of the world based on, like, data and stuff like that uh, in terms of, like, how people are living what kind of the needs in society are and and what kind of false information we run with. Um, yeah, and then just trying to cook. I mean, I'm not Serge, but you know what I'm saying? I try to, I try to you know, brush up on the, brush up on the oh, feet there. Okay. Right around the kitchen. On the cooking lessons, okay. No instruments, no uh, languages, nothing else picked up? 
Nah, not yet. I mean, I, I probably should though, since it seems like we're gonna have a little bit more time than I thought. We have a lot, of, and it seems you think two weeks goes by fast. It, it doesn't. Well, when you have nothing to do, no sports <laughs> yeah. on on TV, two weeks is going by very slow. You know, you know what you got. You know what you could do, Harrison, when it comes to instruments and Danny. Maybe you could help him. Maybe you guys should put together. A medley, a medley, a song, a farewell uh, comp- composition for Vince Carter. Like how, uh, was it Gadet, Gal, Gal, Gadet, wasn't it? Who was nah, that? She botched that. She botched that. Yeah. But you guys, you know, I got two UNC guys here on the phone on the video. Vince Carter might have played his last game. Uh, it's, I'm assuming Vince Carter's in that group chat you guys have. Uh, can you give us some type of intel into the messages that maybe have been sent his way since the NBA went went for the suspension route? You know, most of us just use that group chat to keep updated with each other's lives, but mostly wish everybody happy birthday. Congratulations when somebody gets a job. Or <laughs> That's pretty much the most thing. Or if there's some politically going on with, at school and obviously updates what's going on with the team. But this year it's been, it's been a rough year for the team and a struggle. So I think kind of halfway through the year, guys kind of, uh, stop commenting as much on on the team season at Carolina, and just said wishing guys happy birthdays, congratulations. Uh, you know, just congratulate Vince on a hell of a career. Hopefully, I said we get the season back sooner than later, and he gets to you know finish out his his tour of saying goodbyes to the cities that he played in. But he had a hell of a career, man. And uh, yeah, I don't know about that whole. Was it you thinking of some little rock band thing you're trying to perform? Compilation <laughs> yeah, man, no, the rock band is not, not for me, bro. Singing, I, it's not one of my fortes either. Uh, but that, that what's the name, that viral video that uh, all the actors, I think it was Gal Gadot, whatever, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, I don't know, what are you saying it? Wonder Woman. Gal, she uh, has a, <laughs> it's hard to pronounce the name, but they, they did a hell of a job of singing a bunch of different actors and actresses uh, oh, putting some together. It was it was pretty dope. And I, I think that would be dope to put together if we could do a, a league thing. That would have been dope too. But I don't know if guys can sing. We could do something different. But it would be dope. So, Harrison, I know you got the the beard still. You're still rocking the beard. And we had just talked uh, to Rudy Gay not too long ago. So it makes me feel as if, even though you have no idea if the season's coming back at all and if it does when, you're still – training and working out in the house or around the house as if you guys are still competing for that eight seat. Absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like every day, you know, we're finding out more information and, you know, you can never say for sure, you know, look, the season's going to be over, you're coming back. But uh, the biggest thing you want to do is make sure you, you know, take care of your body just so you don't get any, any injuries, you know, taking this much time off, whether it's, you know, a month, two months, three months in between the next game. Um, you don't want to put yourself at risk, you know, that first practice, that first game coming back and, you know, losing losing all that time you've been staying ready for. So I think that's, that's been the biggest thing. Cool. I'm, I'm good here. Outside of my beef with you, Harrison, I'm fine. So beef with you because of the same name and, and you still his fame. He can't be more – you can't be more famous than – He's a non-famous Harrison. There you go. So when everybody refers, hey man, you got blame Harrison Ford, man. That ain't on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, when, so when I was growing up, I mean, my last name is Sanford, so I always knew that, like, okay, Harrison Ford is going to at least always be 
the creme de la creme of Harrison's, but I could at least aspire to be the creme de la creme of Harrison. You gotta blame Harrison for first. Harrison, he has uh, beef with. Yeah, and then by the time, no, but Harrison Ford made Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford made so Harrison, he Ford. Harrison Ford, so he knew that was gonna be one. He didn't think yeah. maybe another Harrison that would have a, a bigger name. Yeah, and you know, but Harrison Ford made Harrison cool, so I was cool with that. That's fine. And then Harrison yeah, that, Barnes came along when I was like in college, and I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, you can't be selfish, man. Just pass the torch, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you ran with it for a while. You know, you kept the name hot. You know what I mean? Just, just pass it along. <laughs> pass the torch, baby. <laughs> and it's Gal Gadot, by the way. There we go. Fortunate this lady's name. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, HB man, appreciate the time, dog. Even though you said you didn't give the, the, the fans what they wanted, uh, we know it's coming soon. Um, you know, when we when it happens, we'll be sure to bring you back on the show if you're free and available. Uh, but thanks for taking the time of your busy schedule, man. Enjoy the new puppy. Enjoy the, the missus and the time home and uh, picking up the new hobbies. Appreciate it, man. I wanted to make sure that Harrison had enough had enough time to shine tonight, man. It only needs to be one Harrison on the phone call. So Here we go. I'm going to let him have it. The only Harrison you need to see is right there, right? That's the only face they need to know. Here we go. Appreciate <laughs> you, boss. <laughs>talking earlier obviously we had a conversation um on your podcast uh, sorry we're gonna have to probably reiterate or ask the same questions you asked me sure uh, but you watched the espn thing with uh adam silver and rachel nichols correct yes uh, what are some of the things that you took away from the that conversation or that interview well, I mean, the main thing is that Adam is in the same boat that we're all in. It doesn't matter that he is commissioner of the NBA and has access to all these great resources and all this information and that it's his decision to suspend the league and it'll have to be his decision ultimately to restart the league. But he's in the same position all of us are in, which is the answer to almost every question is, I don't know. And that's, that's just the reality of what we're living in right now because – it's not Adam Silver's choice when to restart this thing. You know, it was his choice to suspend at the time that he did, although circumstances kind of forced the issue. But all of sports is shut down now. And I'm here in New York where a lot of other things, schools and bars, restaurants, a lot is shut down right now. And it's now up to public health officials and elected leaders to decide when we can all return to normal. And when they give that go-ahead, then Adam Silver and others in his type of position across sports can say, okay, we'll resume. We're gonna do it under maybe different circumstances, different parameters. Maybe it'll be empty gyms. Maybe we're not playing in NBA arenas. Who knows what it's gonna look like, but he can't even make that call until the people who are in a position to say that it's safe make the call first. And so we're all just kind of in limbo. And as I say, that would include Adam Silver at this moment. And, and so I, I, I appreciate that he was very honest with that last night, that, that this is we're, – we're just all kind of waiting it out. And he said he himself is practicing um, social distancing and, and staying at home. You know, Howard, one of the things that Adam Silver did say is that he hasn't taken uh, the coronavirus test yet, but that uh, teams obviously have. And he, tries, he tried to address the backlash – uh, that teams have been getting for administering tests to certain players or for players getting tests in general. And obviously you being in New York, you heard Mayor de Blasio's statement as it referred to, or as it referred to uh, the Brooklyn Nets. What did you take of his response to that? 
No, I, I thought that Adam responded as he always does thoughtfully and constructively. I thought that Michelle Roberts from the Players Association also has, has, has uh, responded thoughtfully and constructively on this in her interview with, uh, with Ramona Shelburne. Um, I would just say for anybody out there who is frustrated or angry that not just NBA players, but celebrities, people in, in, you know, people who have great means available to them have access that the rest of society does, does not. That is a problem. That's a real issue. And if people are upset about it, I, I personally don't, you know, I'm not going to tell them that they shouldn't be. It, it's a problem. Um, but as Michelle Roberts said, and I think accurately, this is a societal problem. And this doesn't apply just to COVID-19 tests. This applies to a lot of things. And it doesn't mean it's okay. Well, it's just the way it is. I'm not saying that we should just give up and, and, and just accept it. I'm just saying that this is another example or an extension of some of the inequities we have in our society, period. Now, all that said, if I were a member of the Brooklyn Nets and I knew that I had been exposed or guys were not feeling well and thought that they might have it, before I go out and potentially expose family, friends, fans, anybody else out there, because remember, just a week ago, we weren't all on lockdown. Everybody was still just operating as normal. And NBA players, Danny, as, as you know very well, you guys intersect with a ton of people, way more in a day than I would in an average day. Now, if it's a game night and I'm at an NBA arena, sure, I'm seeing a lot of people. But on the off days, may not be that many. But players have community events and you know, fan events and corporate sponsor events and, and also just all the stuff that all of us have on a day-to-day basis. Um, and it, it's, if, you, if you're not feeling well, if you knew you were exposed, and somebody says, I've got a test here available, you can take it. Of course, for peace of mind, you, you would want to. Uh, the Warriors have taken a different tack. They decided we're not doing it unless somebody is symptomatic. Um, we're just telling everybody to go on the 14-day lockdown. I think that is a, a very uh, you know, constructive and thoughtful way of, of looking at this as well. I'd like to think that if I were in that position, I would say, you know what, leave the test for somebody else. I will just lock myself down for 14 days. On the other hand, if I'm feeling like crap and I'm now really worried and I don't know, is it the flu, which, okay, I'll get through, or is it COVID-19, which might present other problems for me? Yeah, I mean, anybody would want the peace of mind. So it's a long-winded way of saying I understand all sides of this one. Um, I think the real answer is, you know, our federal government should have been much more proactive quite a while ago to make sure that these tests were widely available. Very, very well said, uh, Howard. Uh, appreciate that answer. Uh, obviously, we can tell you're, you're well-read uh, <laughs> by your background over there. I don't know about Harrison over there. His stuff <laughs> a little shaky over there. We're, we're comparing bookshelves before we all went live here. Yeah. Um, I, would move my, I would move mine, but there's nothing else to see here. Yeah. <laughs> just say that they're in boxes and you just haven't unpacked them yet, Harrison. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's what we're rolling with. You've got, a whole, they just say, you've got a whole other library. It's in a different room. There we go. There my my bookshelf looks better than Harrison's. You're supposed to be a, a smart, re, uh, book-read guy. <laughs> oh, my, wait, all of my books. Actually, you know what? Um, one of, and how we should talk about this at, at some point. Maybe we will talk about it now. Uh, one of the things I actually did start to do, Danny, yesterday, I started to read or listen to Relentless, the audio book from Tim Grover about okay. Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan, and about, um, it's basically a motivational book using the example as basketball. And maybe, hey, Howard, with all those books that you got there, um, are there any pieces of basketball content 
um, that you would maybe subscribe for some pl- for some players maybe or fans to maybe dig themselves into as they try to um, better themselves during this basketball famine. Um, basketball famine. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I actually do have, I think I have that Tim Grover book on that shelf there. I have not cracked that one yet. Uh, sorry, Tim. I'll get, I'll get to that soon. I hope um, <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got Ethan Strauss's uh, book on the warriors here. I got it. This is next up for me. And uh, there's a, a book by my, my good friend and colleague, Yaron Weitzman on the process on the whole 76ers story of the last few years, um, tanking to the top. So I, I can recommend that one certainly for, for folks out there. I mean, there's a ton like that. That those shelves are packed with uh, NBA books. Chris Ballard's from about six, seven years ago is fantastic. Um, Art of a Beautiful Game. Um, anything by Jack McCallum, great Jack McCallum, Hall of Famer from Sports Illustrated. Uh, got some of his over there. Um, and then like my all-time favorite growing up, just beyond basketball, just as a sports writer, the, one of the guys who like really inspired me. Danny, you, we talked earlier about like. Basketball movies you, you watched as a kid that inspired you to want to be like a, a top player and be a pro. Um, one of the guys who inspired me who wanted to be sports writer was Frank DeFord, um, the late Frank DeFord, who when I was younger, a little older than you guys, um, but like he was, he was the guy at Sports Illustrated. Okay. Beautiful writer, amazing on every sport. He actually, a couple of pieces that he did on Larry Bird actually back in the day that are must reading and SI's whole archive is online so people can find these. But I've got some compilations of Frank DeFord stuff there, too, on the shelves. i got to check that out, man. Some great suggestions right there for you. Some gems, Harrison. Um, but back to uh, – I did have a question back to the – you said Golden State was uh, taking the two weeks off without even getting the test and using the test for other people to have access to them. Is that what, is that what you were told? Yeah, that was – so Steve Kerr and Bob Myers held a conference call a couple days ago and they essentially said, like, you know, we've, we've decided we're not, we're not going down that road right now. Um, now, it doesn't mean individual players might not have found other ways to avail themselves of that. But as a team, they had decided that they were not going to, uh, to test the whole team. And they just took the two weeks. Is there a reason what do you – that I asked uh, Doc and uh, Keon earlier, um, is there a reason why this time period of two weeks is what they're telling people to be quarantined or stay? Is that why – is that the time period that it passes through, that guys are cured, or yeah. why is it the two-week period, even if you don't get tested, whether you're negative or positive? Because whether we're positive or not, we still have to take the two weeks um before we can get back to activities normal activities in the gym before they reopen our organize our facilities yeah i mean that's you know look that's what the medical experts have said and so i think we're all just kind of you know following that lead i think that's what the warriors were following um you know for some of us who were you know like i, I didn't i wasn't near the jazz a week and a half or so ago but i was at the sloan conference in boston which is when the jazz were playing the celtics on that friday night and I know a bunch of my colleagues uh, had gone to the Celtics jazz game and somewhere around Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And then you find out later and you think, well, out of an abundance of caution, use that 14 day self quarantine period that has been recommended by, you know, by health officials and stay away from other folks. Let um, it pass through and hopefully you'll be hundred percent or not have the virus anymore and you can be active in normal society. Yeah. And, and like for me, I wasn't, I didn't go to the game, but I did a one-on-one panel with Ennis Cantor at the Sloan conference on Saturday. So I'm talking to Ennis 
not close range, obviously. Ennis was presumably guarding Rudy Gobert the night before at some point. So I had to at least think about it for a little bit. And I've been completely asymptomatic. It's been a week and a half, almost two weeks. Uh, actually, yeah, we're getting close to two weeks. I feel fine. I don't think it's an issue. But I don't know. Again, abundance of caution. I kind of made sure to sort of reel back and not go out and do much. I mean, you know, we've basically been staying put here for the last week or so anyway. But yeah, that's, I think everybody should just kind of go with whatever public health officials, what the doctors are telling us right now. Um, and there's a lot of great resources on that online that you can find if anybody has any doubts. Um, instead of the idiots down at spring break at Fort Lauderdale, partying on the oh, beach, acting like... Yeah, those, those interviews were something else, weren't they? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We've had a... Mind you, I, I, you know, kids are kids. They're going to be young. They're going to want to party. And we've had our fair share of, of people's opinions, even other celebs. And I, I get it. I get where some people, because they're not at risk, they feel they're not at risk. Um, they're not going to take it seriously. Like, oh, it's a virus will pass through, but you can affect so many others. And I think they're not seeing that uh, young and old people that we all have around us in our lives. A lot of us have grandparents, great grandparents, whatever it may be, or older parents. Um, they're not understanding the bigger picture of affecting those people. Uh, when they go back to their homes. Um, but uh, I had another question. Harrison, did you have something before? I, yeah, I know you wanted to ask Howard about the schedule, but mm-hmm. before we even talked about, how, before we talk about how the schedule might be impacted, Howard, um, yeah. obviously there are so many different things that are going to be impacted by this uh, loss. There's going to be, obviously the revenue for the league uh, might be altered. Uh, and then something that recent that's been that's come up, the IOC has still not suspended uh, the Olympics yet. Obviously, Team USA has uh, has a great impact on basketball for for the entire world uh, when they play in the Olympics. Uh, what do you think happens as it re- relates to Team USA? And I, I know obviously Danny's not a part of the Team USA program, but every player loves to be in Team USA or participate in those activities. If the schedule gets severely altered, like potentially starting in December, we could see a situation where no NBA players potentially play in any Olympics because it's the way the, the calendar would be shifted. Yeah, no, actually, Harrison, that's a really great point. I hadn't actually thought forward to like the next cycle of, oh, wait, if the whole schedule is shifted and then we do it permanently because the NBA has been kind of like, you know, kicking around these ideas anyway of, oh, hey, what about a, you know, schedule that goes December through August? You're right. Like that would that would pretty much take all NBA players from all countries, obviously, um, out of the mix for the Summer Olympics for the rest of time um, or for the foreseeable yeah, future. That would be I mean, unfortunate. Yeah, no, I've only – it's a great point. I'd only been thinking about this summer, just the idea that, well, if the NBA is going to play in a, into July and August, it's going to take a bunch of guys out of the mix. Now, teams that were already either non-playoff teams or got eliminated early, if you were one of the Olympic team members – who was on one of those teams, okay, you could still go. But, you know, Danny, you guys are playing into uh, into July, and the finals are in July or August. Obviously, it's taking LeBron and Anthony Davis out of the mix. Um, there are any number of other stars who are part of Team USA who would be potentially out of the mix, and, cause you, and you can't commit because you don't – everybody believes or hopes they're going to be playing that deep. So you, you don't know. So that at a minimum, it would mess with the 2020 Olympics, if there are 2020 Olympics, which – we are still waiting for, for that fate to be known too. And the, the IOC and the organizing committee in Japan in Tokyo so far have been pretty adamant that no, 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 this, this thing is still, 
not that it's definitely still going, but we're not canceling. Like they are going to wait all the way down to, to you know, until they absolutely have to. I can't imagine it's going to go on. Um, I'm credentialed to go. I'm credentialed to go cover it. And that, I was looking forward to that. Um, I'm not sure that's a good idea, even if it does go on, whether I want to be traveling around the world at, at a time like this. Uh, but I fully expect it's going to be canceled. But I, I, that's no insider information. That's just you know, gut based on where things are right now and how much uncertainty there is in the world. But you're right. Um, so it was interesting. So at the Sloan conference, that was where a lot of this was floated. Steve Coonan, I think he's CEO is, is the title for the, the Atlanta Hawks. He was part of a panel discussion that involved several others talking about, well, let's just start from scratch. What if we just started the NBA schedule from scratch? What would be the ideal number of games? When would you start? When would you finish? And his, his, his point was, and he's kicked this around and I think pitched this is that, you know, you start at Christmas, you avoid most of the NFL season, you avoid the World Series and, and baseball's postseason. That's usually when NBA, the national schedule starts kicking up anyway, and when fans really start getting into the NBA. And then, you know, you go into summer, like, you know, who's to say that this schedule that we've had for decades is the right one? And, and a society, you know, our, our, our whole world has evolved, things are different now. So, um, and you'd have a pretty clear runway in the summer. You know, we have baseball's going on, but like it's not until baseball's postseason that you really have to worry about them. So you could finish before that, and it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what is, you know. So Rachel Nichols asked Adam Silver this question last night: If the schedule gets changed, not just for this season, but encroaching on next season, and it forces next season to be different, might that be the prelude to a whole new NBA schedule? Could that become the permanent thing? And Adam said, Yeah, that, that, I mean, it's possible. Um, I still have a hard time getting my own head wrapped around that, but it's clearly on the table. Uh, selfishly, I don't want it to happen because I like my summers. I, I don't like, don't we all? Yeah. You know, like, and Danny, I mean, what do you think? Like players don't want to give up their like July and August, do they? No. Um, especially for guys that play in cities that, um, don't get the sun much, you know, um, <laughs> So, you know, we have to start later or start in December and play throughout the, you know, but it, it also, I guess, is better for, you know, guys that play in cities I said that don't get to play during the summer or have sun when they're playing. So now the, the cities that don't get the sun in, until, you know, April, May, guys will be playing during those times will actually get some sun in the city that they're playing. Um, but I, I do like my summers. I think a lot of guys like to travel during their summer times and have their summers uh, free. Um, but I think a lot of guys will make the adjustment to have, you know, some time to travel during the fall, I guess. Um, yeah. But it's not. Guys, with, guys <laughs> with kids. Kids yeah. are off in the summer. Yeah. It's, it's not as, it's not as ideal. It's that summer is usually best because kids don't have school and they're, they're out. Uh, but they'll travel during the fall. I think they'll, they'll make some exception. Um, but it'll be it'll be strange. It'll be different. Um, but yeah, the schedule is is interesting. How they're going to have to maneuver and adjust that. Um, but uh, back to uh, Harrison. What were you? What was the topic that you were? I guess we're kind of broaching it now in terms of the schedule. Um, yeah. So. Well, I mean, if my question is um, for you, Howard is. Do you remember what uh, the games were like uh, the start of the lockout or when the lockout time had passed, what games and what teams were like, what players were like when that uh, kind of came back, the quality of play? Not great, (laughs) if I recall correctly. Um, Then again, I was covering the Knicks in 2011, and so not great describes a lot for them. 
That was when they were they were decent. Uh, Mello, they were solid. Mello had just gotten here. Yeah, they were solid then. Um, but but no, but I mean the lockout season was the Linsanity season, so um, there was it, it was it was pretty you know sketchy at least here for a while, and then and then you know that ended up being a really memorable uh, part of the Knicks season, or one of the most memorable things that they've had happen in a, in over a decade. But um, the basketball wasn't great, and I was around. I covered the the ninety eight ninety nine lockout season too. Um, and I was in LA back then covering the Lakers and that was when a lot of guys came back way out of shape. Um, mm-hmm. some guys in particular. Um, and so there was, you know, it, it, you have a long layoff. It's, it's just, it's going to happen. Now, I think Danny, your generation of players, this generation of the NBA, and even since the last lockout in 2011, it's hard to believe it's been, you know, eight, eight plus years since that lockout, but your, your generation, I think that the amount of, um, awareness of, of diet and training and the, the round, the, not just around the clock, around the calendar uh, dedication to, to fitness. Like guys don't come in out of shape anymore. I mean, not, not grossly out of shape, maybe not, maybe not an ideal shape, but I, I think, I think you guys will weather it better. If you guys aren't playing again for another couple months and I got a lot of guys have personal trainers now, guys, that was that wasn't common back then. Um, I think that the number of guys who have personal trainers or are just dedicated to this have found other ways um, to stay in shape. I think it will be, you'll come out of this a lot better if it's a couple months than guys did in 2011 or in 1998, 99. That said, as we talked about on my podcast, you guys always talk about the difference between being in shape and basketball shape. And I, I think that even if everybody's in good shape and has done everything to keep themselves sharp physically, like you, you can't possibly be in rhythm, um, your own game, chemistry with your teammates, right? Like that's, it's going to be sketchy whenever you, you get back on the court. So you think the playoffs are going to be kind of one of the worst playoffs we've seen? <laughs> right. It could be. I mean, listen, I mean, listen, I, I'm a, see, I'm in big favor or, or a, a, a big proponent of the idea that we should go back to the best of five first round. This will make sense in a minute because the best of five first round, which is how it was when I first started covering the league, there was some suspense, and there always felt like there was the possibility for an upset. So now, keeping that in mind, one, we might need best of three or best of five just to squeeze it all in. The NBA may have to change up the format. You know, I know they won't want to because it's, it's money out the door. That's money out of your, your pocket, Danny, out of everybody's. But I think you could shorten it. So I'll, I'm all in favor of more suspense, more drama. Hell, make it single elimination in the first round for all I care. <laughs> but um, – guys guys coming in with their games kind of uh rough could also just make for another whole variable where maybe an eight upsets a one even in a best of seven just because maybe the guys on the on that team were younger and more spry or play a looser style anyway um i just i I think it's going to throw in a really interesting variable where the basketball will smooth out over time but in the meantime maybe there's some upsets yeah that uh, the the playoffs will be interesting, that's for sure. You know what is, is interesting, too, as well, is you wonder about the teams that aren't in the playoff chase. You know, like there's a, there's a Trey Pistons of the world, Atlanta Hawks of the world. It's, I imagine it's going to be very difficult. Um, obviously, the guys love playing basketball, but it might be difficult to stay in relatively good shape if you know you're coming back and you're not even going to be in the playoffs. So I wonder, does their delay from such from physical activity and their – lack of playoff probability just say hey if you're if you're if you're already limited from the playoffs 
then just wait till next season because they might not come back with the best brand of basketball. No, that's, that's a really good point, Harrison. I mean, I think about watching the end of that Knicks-Hawks game last week and Vince Carter is basically like saying his farewell. Like, I'm okay, I guess I'm retired now because we may never play again. Um, and there are probably a lot of guys on teams that certainly aren't going to be in the playoffs where if all of a sudden the league says, oh, wait, we got the all clear, let's start up again, guys, and we're going to squeeze in X number of regular season games – yeah, some guys may have already checked out, especially if you're somebody like Vince who – like Vince keeps himself in amazing condition anyways, like the best conditioned 43-year-old on earth possibly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think some guys are going to have kind of half checked out, if, especially if you were not on a playoff-bound team. Like, I mean, if they're going to play five games to finish out the regular season, and obviously there's, there's like 16 to 19 left for any given team right now. But, Danny, you and I talked about this earlier. Maybe you just play four or five just to, like, wrap up the regular season – get guys back in shape. Is Steph Curry even going to play under those circumstances after missing three months? And then, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Like every team's going to have to make some decisions about what's worth risking. If you're not playoff bound, um, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of weird decisions that are going to be, to have to be made that we can't even foresee right now. For sure. For sure. All right, Howard, I think we're going to go. Uh, we appreciate your time. Yeah, man. Appreciate you taking the time, man. It's, uh, it's been a real pleasure. How I noticed, it looks like it looks like we're all. I don't, not me. I'm I'm staying fresh and clean. But <laughs> it looks, I did. How it looks like you still got things intact. Are you thinking about any new hairstyles? Because it looks like Danny's working on the get the King Tuck going. This, this I was is lucky the, enough to get a haircut before the lockout. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get a haircut before they shut us down. So haircut I'll, was like, the last I'll thing make I it did. to two weeks without looking crazy. The hair, haircut was literally like the last thing I did that was outside my apartment that was still in close contact with people when we were still in that gray area of do you, uh, do we have to shut down yet or not? So uh, thank God I, I, I did that. I got my own clippers at home for, for all of this. Um, so I think I'm okay. Thank Ooh. God, Manscaped came through with the Clippers. I have my I own. Got those. Clippers. <laughs> I got my Manscaped Clippers, and I got my own Clippers to keep everything intact. But uh, yeah, luckily I got a haircut. So two weeks, I'll be looking crazy after two weeks, but I'll be due for a haircut at that point. Uh, on that note, I think it's time to go. <laughs> appreciate you, Howard, man. Thank you so appreciate much, man. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Be well. We have Dr. William Parham with the Mental Health and Wellness Program with the NBPA. Uh, he's going to help navigate some of the issues uh, that the players are going through in the league and hopefully lend some advice to everybody who is in our audience in general. But first and foremost, thank you for giving us some of your time, doctor. Thank you for the invitation. This is an important topic, and uh, I'm glad to uh, assist and provide any information that I can. Oh, yeah, wonderful. I know... Uh, there's a bunch of questions I want to ask, but obviously I'm going to give Danny the floor uh, to kind of go through here. Yeah, Doc, appreciate it, man. Um, My pleasure. I think uh, most of the people, they just kind of want to know, obviously everybody's kind of in limbo, and, and they want to know the same things we want to know. Obviously we are more informed than they are, but we're going to have to ask you some of the questions we have asked earlier. Sure. We want to know, um, you know, what is the, the PA doing to provide resources for its players um, and what access do they, do they have to those resources? A principle that we adhere to. And our goal is to really focus on the person before the performer. 
So they would really need to contact us. In light of the uh, current situation, we also have a number of our uh, practitioners who can do tele-counseling, that is via Zoom or Skype. Uh, we realize that social spacing is an important part. Um, and I think that it's, it's gonna be real important uh, for us to uh, adhere to that. And so we've done all we can to get it done. Doctor, I know a lot of uh, players use it, and Danny you can probably speak to this, a lot of players use the sport of basketball as their outlet, mm -hmm. as to let frustrations go, or, or me as a fan, as a member of the media, it's a distraction from a real life, real problem. Um, and so this outlet of basketball and sports in general is gone. Um, what, how, do, how would you recommend players and fans and media uh, navigate through this through this process? Well, one of the uh, big concerns that everybody is having is uh, having to manage uncertainty uh, and confusion. Mm -hmm. it, it really is, uh, to say the least, a situation where we have felt instantly out of control. When anybody is feeling out of control, it's important then to identify things that you can do to remain in control. Because while we have little to no control over what happens in our lives, truth of the matter, we have 100% control over how we respond to the challenges that the world presents. There are three ways that we can respond. How we think about a situation, how we feel about a situation, and how we respond to a situation. So relative to the behavioral response, it's important for players to continue their health regimen. They can't obviously go to the gym and get up shots, but they can at home do their physical fitness, their strengthening and conditioning. They can stay on task and target relative to their nutritional program. While we have to practice social distancing, and there are real uh, benefits to that, we do not have to, to succumb to social isolation. So what am I saying to that? Having Zoom meetings such as this, uh, looking at uh, game films, looking at past performances, really staying connected in all the ways that work uh, are gonna be very, very important. So managing and identifying that which you have control over is a way of bringing some measure of concern, uh, control over that which you don't. Uh, so daily regimens, routines, things you can expect and predict are gonna be important. The other thing that's gonna be real important behaviorally is to really make sure that players stay current with science-based information about this pandemic. There's a lot of rumor, there's a lot of hearsay, there's a lot of scuttlebutt, um, all of which sound believable. But you got to be very careful of that. And we are so vulnerable now for wanting information. It's going to be gigantically tempting to just digest anything that you read. I, I think that would be a mistake. I think it really is important to look for the Center for Disease Control, for example. 
the um, American Psychological Association, World Health Organization. There are there are of legit resources, bona fide science-based resources. And given that this pandemic is changing daily, sometimes hourly, it's important to stay informed with the facts. That being said, it's important not to be addicted to and consume yourself with that information. Uh, there are a number of other ways to distract oneself, video games, movies, looking at old game films, looking at historic film, of ballers uh, and you know during more exciting times, um, those sorts of mechanisms really have to be in play. And I think were you to find ways that you can be in control and manage it, I think it's important. The last thing I'll say really has to do with the feeling level. It's important to really acknowledge first and foremost what people are feeling. This is a scary situation. This is not a Memorex tape. This is live and in living color. People are really taking this seriously. And, and, and I think that that's a good thing. Uh, but while they're taking it seriously, I think it is important not to give into the panic, but really understand the experiences. For example, anxiety is a chief concern. People are going to get anxious. Anxiety, though, is a two-sided coin. On one hand, it's an innate, God-given alarm system that all humans have that gets activated in response to a threat. It's very akin to your smoke detector in your home. When your smoke detector goes off, you don't take it down to get it fixed. The fact that it went off suggests that it's working, not that it's not working. And it's inviting you to pay attention to the signal. In like form, when we have uh, our emotions spring up, we have um, challenges and we feel quite anxious. At one level, it feels bad, awful, disruptive. At another level, it's evidence that your emotional body is working. Now, the flip side of that is when you can be obsessive and you think about stuff too much and you just ruminate. That's when it gets to be unhealthy and again, uh, making sure that you are in daily uh, connection with news sources is going to be very, very critical. Whether it's fair or not, players and the league are going to come under backlash for taking these tests um, before other people have the opportunity to. Uh, and I know Michelle Roberts addressed it yesterday as well. Keon, how do you think players uh, should react to some of that backlash that is inevitably going to come, whether it's fair or not, in regards to them getting access to tests before uh, the quote-unquote average citizen? Yeah, I think, you know, this is tricky. This is a tough situation. Um, obviously, you know, we don't know how many cases are out there. We don't know how many places you can go get tested. Um, however, I think, you know, because, you know, uh, we are such a fan-friendly league, that we're more touchable than the average profession. You actually can high five us. You actually can pat us on the back. You know, sometimes if the, if the foul is hard enough, our sweat might linger and, you know, uh, hit a fan, right? Um, so I definitely understand that, you know, it's a gift and a curse because, you know, we are so personable and so touchable to our fans. Um, as far as, you know, how players will react, our players are, you know, uh, 
you know, have thick skin. I mean, we get judged on our size, our speed, our, you know, our strengths, our weaknesses, you know, our length, everything is, you know, on the table when you're talking about athletes. So we have built up, um, you know, I guess our uh, criticism immune system, so to speak. Um, but I also, you know, understand the population, you know, and the lack of resources that are out there. And I just, you know, tip my hat to, you know, all the teams and the NBA and the PA all being proactive and not just sitting around waiting on, you know, everybody to save us, but, you know, taking the necessary steps to protect our game and our fans ultimately. Ken and I have talked about this uh, at some length. As odd as what I'm about to say may sound, I think it, there's a lot of research to support it, that this is clearly, um, as I mentioned, a pandemic that we have n not seen the likes of ever. It is not a Memorex tape. It is live and in living color. It's scary. It's uh, anxiety provoking. It uh, can foster depression, uh, post-traumatic stress. Uh, the truth of the matter, uh, for some folks, it can really trigger a lot of memories of the past, times in the past where they have felt vulnerable, uh, caught off guard, uh, unable to sort of defend themselves. Those sorts of things and feelings can be very, very scary. That being said, I think there's also hidden in all of this drama are opportunities for self-reflection, to think anew, to reorganize one's life, one's decisions relative to personal relationships, relative to business, relative to long and short-term goals. Uh, we don't really take advantage of those times until there are moments of transition. Um, but we've sort of been forced to do that now. And again, while it is important to uh, understand, acknowledge the feelings, uh, the discomfort, the disruption, uh, the feeling uh, blindsided, all of that is real and will probably be in force for the next several months. I still go on record as saying there are opportunities hidden therein and it's something we need to be open to understanding and to receiving. And uh, I think careful reflection on all of our lives will surface some interesting information. I, I do believe what it is true when it is said that uh, a person will never see their reflection in running water. It is only when the water is still will their reflected image begin to emerge. Mm. So it really is an opportunity to be still. Uh, and, and related to that, it, it's important to understand the concept of how to listen. To get to the end of this story, if you spell out the word listen, L-I-S-T-E-N, hidden in those six letters is the absolute key to how to maximize what that word spells. If you take those letters and move them around, you in fact end up with the word silent. So the best way to listen is to be silent. Remove yourself from the distractions, from the panic. Acknowledge what's going on. Never try to dissuade yourself that this isn't real. Don't be a guy and say, oh, no, I'm cool. There's a lot of fear and panic going on, and I think it's healthy to acknowledge that. 
at the same time looking for opportunities hidden in all this drama uh, and the research we call it post-traumatic growth. In common language we hear, there's a uh, silver lining in every cloud. There's a treasure in every trial. I think now's the time to really resurrect those mantras and really pay attention to them. And I think we will be surprised with the gift of new opportunities that do emerge. Thanks, Doc. Um, Keon, I had a question, man. Um, obviously, we see a lot of these guys, a lot of NBA players and other athletes um, and this is for you too, Doc, but um, uh-huh. I want to give Keon a chance to jump at this one first. Um, you see you guys picking up new hobbies, new habits, and obviously we're encouraged to show, you know, our new, I guess, lifestyle. Um, what other things you think we can do to not only keep ourselves not idle or entertain ourselves, but to keep our fans engaged and entertain our fans uh, still. What other things, what other projects, what other ways can we, the world is, is bored, but how can we entertain the world without, you know, I guess getting into yeah. things that are, you know, very strange, weird, corny, or whatever it may be. I'm sure they love all the strange, weird, and corny stuff, uh, but what's the healthy way? And the best way you think to, you know, engaging and, and still continuing to keep our fans um, very, uh, I guess, interested. No, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think the first thing you do is you, you take that technique and you would apply it in your family, right? Make sure your family is, is good. Make sure your wife, your fiance, your kids, the people who you, you know, share space with, you know, put, put y'all face mask on first, you know, bring out the monopoly, bring out the Uno cards, um, you know, if you got a video game, you know, make sure you spray it down, sanitize it and, you know, play some video games. Um, Danny, DG, I would love to see, you know, some of your college moves, you know, um, a big part of what I used to love when I would see Carolina play is like, you know, your routine before the, you know, uh, before the game and how you got your team, you know, crunk and hype. I think there's a generation of people who have not seen that, right? Mm-hmm. So that might be a good way, you know, to flash back to some of your younger days to kind of connect directly with your fans. Um, things that you're passionate about, you know, um, I think as basketball players, as hoopers, a lot of times we get pigeonholed. So people don't really understand that we're not this or that, we're this and that. And, you know, though we can shoot and bounce the basketball, you know what I mean? We're creative and we're talented and we're funny and we have sense of humor and we have a lot of other things going. So I, I think it's a great opportunity to – show that doctor in your in your uh medical expertise doesn't it make sense for Danny to start a tiktok uh let let me defer on that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah we need some children Um, at tiktok we can't i mean you can have tiktok without the kids but just have me the dogs and my girlfriend It'll be an yeah. interesting TikTok without, without kids. But, but let me also add, take a moment just to add one other thing to what Keon said, and he stated all of that very brilliantly. Uh, you do have a lot of star power. And how you respond to this situation, uh, the messages that you can send to your fan base, people are going to listen. So, so you really are practicing the art of healing and passing along healing messages with your strength, uh, with your science-based information that you were passing along, and with modeling uh, how to take care of yourself, 
your family and those in your circle of influence. Uh, so I, I, I really do believe stars shine their brightest at the darkest part of night. This is an opportunity for all of you who are already stars in a galaxy to continue to shine and take on the challenge that this uh, pandemic has brought, uh, but don't surrender to it. Don't give it more power than it needs. Retain your power by being you, doing you, and, and, and others will follow. That, that's great, Doctor. I, I really appreciate that, Keon. Uh, and Doc, I really appreciate, I'm sure Danny does too, the work that you're doing behind the scenes for the players to make sure that um, their mental health is well during a time like this. And you're totally right. What the, the leadership and the example that guys like Danny and guys in the league can set can impact a huge population of the country as they're looking to them for the entertainment, but can also get uh, some relief in other factors, whether it's uh, now we can, as you mentioned before, now I have control. I'll make a schedule for my day um, and, and things of that nature and making sure they get the right information, not just getting all information. We're all hoping uh, once we get this two weeks off of quarantine for most teams, if we're all we're tested correctly the right way and, yeah. then, you know, guys can get back. Hopefully we're saying hoping for within a month to getting back to be able to practice as groups. And then, you know, from there, you know, it may take longer. But either way, um, said everybody's in a positive uh, mindset right now, in a positive atmosphere, and taking it uh, step by step. Uh, appreciate you guys taking your time uh, and joining us and uh, giving our fans the information that you guys have.